we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Thanks again for joining me today. As you know, this is the podcast where we're asking the anointing of Jesus Christ to get upon us in our leadership. I really believe that more people uh, have uh, leadership potential and capabilities than what they know. I believe that when we get the anointing on us, God begins to uh, reveal to us. We begin to discover who we are and what our true potential and capacity is as a leader in this day. And today I want to talk to you about authentic leadership. And it's going to be a powerful teaching today, just simply about becoming authentic and not being a sequel. Hey, but before I get into it today, I just want to remind you of a couple things. First and foremost, if this is your first time here, uh, or if you've not done so yet, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform uh, you are listening to this on or watching this on. And uh, I really would appreciate that. Also, if you would send me a comment, Uh, or uh, um, uh, just an information, something to tell me that this content helped you, you can join me on my website at terrylenscott.com, and uh, that would be a great help, and there's a place to email and shoot me some information, even questions, if this type of content is helping you. And the third, probably the most important for me, is if you would share this content, if you would share this channel, if you would share the the podcast, whatever that is, with your family, your friends, uh, your leaders, uh, your pastor, your department heads, if you're a pastor, share it with your team. Uh, if you're a business owner, share it with your team. And I, I promise you, I'll do everything I can to come alongside you and help you grow in your leadership as well as grow your business. Uh, again, thanks so much. And, and let's jump into it today. We're in episode 37 and we're talking about authentic leadership today. I'm going to read a couple of verses because I believe that if we're going to ask the anointing of God to get on us, we should have some word in it. Amen. Uh, And so in Habakkuk chapter 2, I think it's a very familiar uh, set of verses, but it's going to tie into what I'm going to talk about today. And it says, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision down, make it plain on tablets, so so he may run who reads it. So the guy that's going to read it will run with what you write down. I think if we look at this verse, when I talk about authentic leadership, and I also talk about not being a sequel, don't don't copy other people, is you write your vision down. You know what you're supposed to do. What is the dream? What's the hope? What's the end goal on your life that you believe God has given you? Or that thing that's birthed on the inside of you that you believe this is my purpose. Write it down and make it plain. That takes time. That takes effort. That takes uh, not Google searching everybody else's, but what it really means is to search your own heart, to understand what's in you. What are you looking for? What What do you want the from your tomorrow to look like? What do you want uh, 10 days from now to look like? What do you want five years from now to look like? Write that down. Make it completely plain so that anybody else that reads it, they'll run with it. If we're going to be authentic leaders, we have to have an authentic vision. We can't just pick up and do what everybody else does. We, we, we can't have this, uh, you know, we're, we're not karaoke. We're not singing somebody else's song. We're singing 
our own song. We're making uh, our own beats. We're, we're be- uh, walking and, and dancing to our own drums, right? This is what it means for authentic leadership. People don't want to follow people that just plug and play. That, that's easy. That's, that's success. And you can find success, but that doesn't mean you're going to find the full fulfillment of peace on the inside of you. Write down what God's called you to do. Listen, pastors, I found this in my own life, in our own ministry for 30 years. We f- used to find programs that other people did. We used to find things that, that one church is doing to grow the church, maybe. Or we're trying to do things that, that enhance uh, youth ministry or children's ministry. And there's nothing wrong with shopping. There's nothing wrong with searching. Uh, what's wrong is when you just want to be a copycat, right? When you just want, you don't want, uh, you don't want to, to birth your own. You want to take everybody else's ideas and birth them yourself, right? And try and act like you're going to make a, as you're an owner of that thing. So we're dealing with this authentic leadership. And the first part of it that I believe if you're going to be an authentic leader is you got to write your vision. You got to write what's in your heart. You've got to make it plain if you're going to l- look, go into this authentic leadership. The second verse that I want to give you today is in Ephesians chapter 4. Verse seven, and and I think you can re- preach this verse in many very uh, facets in various ways, and it says this: "But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure." of Christ's gift. Now, there's two things. The measure of Christ's gift, the thing God has put on the inside of you, that gift that's on the inside of you, entrepreneurship, leadership, pastoral, five-fold ministry, whatever it looks like, this is God's put it in you, but then he gives you grace according to the measure of the gift. So, in other words, you could have a mom-and-pop shop, Right, you could have a mom and pop chicken hole, right? It's a place where you sell chicken and you got uh, dark meat, white meat, spicy, original, uh, crispy, grilled, whatever that is. You could, whatever that variety looks like, it could be a mom and pop. And there's a grace to your life where you are a standalone and you have one or two shops. There is a grace then to be Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Come on, they're everywhere and they're desired by everybody. And so just because you're not Chick-fil-A doesn't mean you're not being fulfilled and satisfied and taken care of and successful. Each person, according to the measure, the amount of that ability that grace has been given, the word grace is a divine enablement. It's an ability that goes above and beyond what I can do on myself, which I could also say is the anointing of God on you for that gift. And you've got to understand that that gift or that vision, it may not look like everybody else. And and we live in a society, we live in a world that what we want to do is compare. We want to measure our success by other people. We want to measure our uh, uh, how well we do based on what everybody else is doing. We live in a society that way right now. Look, look at your social media. It's all with filters. It's all with different things. They're talking about what celebrity you look like on filters on social media right now. What, what does that matter? Be you. Be authentic. Understand that you've been gifted. You you are in the position of leadership that you are, or you're moving into that position of leadership, and God has created you on purpose and authentic. Stop being a copycat. Don't be a sequel. Don't don't just follow a recipe to a T. Understand who you are. Write it down. Know what it is and chase what God has put in you. Don't chase what everybody else thinks about you. Go after it. Be authentic. We're just talking about authentic leadership today. And, and I'm giving you these two verses to kind of set that stage of what I really want to talk about today is how do you become authentic? What are the characteristics of an authentic leader? And I want to develop this. I want to talk about it. But before we do, I keep talking about don't be the sequel. 
I keep thinking about that. I actually just, I'm not a big movie buff, but uh, I, I just went and watched a movie for the first time uh, in many years here in town with my wife the other day. We had a date night, and uh, we went and watched a movie that, that first launched back in the 80s, and then they made the part two just recently. And what I found is that, you know, it, I, I'm a very big critic. I, I criticize a lot of things internally. Uh, and so I looked at it from a lens like, oh, it kind of followed the same path, the same mindset in certain places. Great movie, but it followed a certain mindset all the way through. And I kind of, my mind was like, I wish I would have seen more of this other story or that other story. And so it's, it's that sequel, that part two, part three, part four. And the more they do, it's almost the same thing over and over, but they, they entice you and it's good. But in your life, it's not a movie. It's not a fantasy. It's not somebody else producing and directing it. It's you're the director, you're the producer, and you're getting your vision and your script from God, and you've got to work that out. So I I keep saying, don't be a sequel. I could also say it this way. Don't follow a recipe to a T. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I really enjoy cooking. My wife and I, uh, we go back and forth, but I love to cook. I love to just play with things. My wife is a, I'm going to follow the recipe to a T, uh, half a teaspoon, a teaspoon, a half a cup, a quarter cup, whatever that is. And in my mind, I'm like, I want to taste the thing. I want to see how it tastes. What can I do to doctor that thing up? What can I make it my own, if you will? And so most people are following recipes to a T. They're looking for blueprints of how do you do this? How do you become successful? How do you, how do, if you're in the pastoral like I am and you're in the church business, and, and I don't mean to disrespect church, but you understand what I mean. That's what you do every day is we're looking what everybody else does and we're trying to follow it. We're trying to implement it. We're trying to have the same type of boards. We're trying to have the same type of meetings. We have the same amount of, of workers. We're trying to do the same thing over and over and over and repeat what everybody else does. That's following that recipe. How about take the idea and make it your own? You know, for my wife, it's she follows it. For me, it's I'm going to add a little bit more here, a little bit more there. I'm going to salt at every step rather than just the first step. I'm going to I'm going to add a little oregano, a little garlic. I'm going to add some pepper. I'm going to do some things that 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 are palatable to me that make me happy. And I think that's what we have to realize is don't follow every recipe to the T. Don't be the sequel to somebody else's uh, vision. Uh, don't do everything. Watch. Don't do what everyone else is doing to get their results. See, sometimes we measure our success by success by other people's success. Our results and their results are different. How do you mean that? Well, according to the measure, there's a grace. There's an ability for you. There's an appointment of God in your life, an anointing to accomplish what's on the inside of you. And everybody's different. So we don't measure our success by somebody else's. We measure it based on the amount of the vision that has come to pass. This is what we have to realize. Uh, Just an example of what I mean by don't measure everybody else's success. Don't be a sequel. Don't follow a recipe. Think about this. Three simple fast food burger joints, Wendy's, McDonald's, and Burger King. They all specialize in their own. You have Wendy's, they're single. McDonald's, they're Big Mac. And then the Burger King, the Whopper. So you have these three icon sandwiches. They're all burgers. It's all fast food, but they've got their own spin. Do your own thing. Don't just do the same thing everybody else does. You know, and I I just really want you to hear me say that today. People are looking for genuine, uh, authentic leaders, not robots, not people that just follow a system and an SOP and, and they, they just follow it to a T man. You've got to be genuine. You've got to be authentic. And there's only one way to do that is have your own vision, 
Run after that. Uh, the dream that's on the inside of you, go after that. Nobody else is going to look like yours. Nobody else's. No, they, they may be similar, but it'll never be exact because the grace, according to the measure on the inside of you, God has given you the ability to do it. Uh, and so I want to just dive in today. I, this is kind of the preface of what I want to talk about today is I, I hope you're hearing the heart behind it is, is the Anointed Leadership Podcast is to help, help motivate you, inspire you, build faith on the inside of you so that you become all that God has called you to be, help you develop in your leadership. And so in one of those things is become authentic. And maybe you are, but take your authenticity up to another level. Ramp that thing up. Be be a risk taker according to your vision, not according to everybody else's opinion. And we have to we have to understand that. And so today I want to I want to just dive in and unpack this for just a moment. How do I become and stay authentic? How, how do I do that? What are the characteristics of an authentic leader? And I just wrote a few things down here. And and if I could just unpack them for just a moment. Number one, if you're going to be authentic, you have to be committed to bettering yourself. Uh, that that's the first thing is is you can't just uh, be who you are and never grow and never challenge and never change. You have to be committed to bettering yourself. Uh, the more effective at motivating and guiding others, authentic leaders need to first focus on bettering themselves. If you're going to become more effective at motivating and in guiding other people, you're gonna have to first focus on bettering yourself. You have to grow. You have to grow your your intelligence, uh, your emotional intelligence. You got to grow your knowledge. Uh, knowledge of what you're doing. You got to grow in your faith, uh, the ability to take leaps of faith. You got to grow in your courage. You got to grow in how you correct things. You have to grow in how you, this is bettering yourself. You got to, how do you communicate certain things? Uh, we're not just talking about the mission and the vision. We're talking about your personal life. We're talking about the, the, the how do you have and develop relational equity in your life. How do you, you got to better yourself. You cannot just say, well, I'm, I've been this and I'm always going to be this. No, that's not good enough for authentic leaders. Authentic leaders are always a bent on their first thing is bettering themselves before they're bettering the vision, before they're bettering the business, before they're bettering the church, or before they're bettering their, their teams. They're always bent on bettering themselves first. Why? Because I'm not trying to be someone else. I'm committed to being a better version of myself than I was yesterday. That's what we have. That's got to become our motto if we're going to be authentic leaders. I'm, I want to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday. Right. So this is the first thing. If you're going to be authentic, better yourself. Look in the mirror and and, and uh, understand what is is wrong and what's right. Capitalize the right and and fix the wrongs. Right. Which we, leads me to my second thought today. If you're going to be an authentic leader, my first one is you're committed to bettering yourself. The second one is you got to cultivate self awareness. This is what it looks like. If you're going to better yourself, you got to cultivate self awareness. Not just what people say about you, but sit back and look at how you handled a situation. Sit back, and how did you respond to somebody, and and recognize where you went wrong. How, go fix that thing, right? Um, and this is what I mean. Most leaders are really quick to point out faults in those that are under them or those that they lead. We're really easy to point out people's mistakes, their failures, their shortcomings, their, their where they're weak at places. Most of us are not really interested in pointing out our own because we're the leader, quote unquote, look at them air quotes right now is we're the leader. We, we have the vision we have. So we must be <clears throat> the, the, the epitome or the standard by which people uh, live up to. And realistically, if we never change and we never have a self, you know, cultivate that self-awareness in our life where we have moments of reflection, where we're really pointing out our own problems, our own faults. How about this? 
Go ask those around you, where can you help? What, where, what are you not doing for them? What's the thing that they're missing from you? Uh, those types of things. So see, here's um, you know, what we have to understand in part of this self-cultivating self-awareness is when you're asking those questions is you're actually identifying your own faults and you're not ashamed of them. Authentic leaders in, in cultivating self-awareness have no problem admitting fault, admitting weakness, admitting mistakes. You know, we go public um, uh, with with become with really being real rather than being a robot. Like we're perfect and we are the we are so mature in every area. We actually have cultivated self awareness and acknowledge the areas of our lives. So, so here's some things: if you're going to cultivate self awareness, what are some things that you should ask? And here's what I looked. I wrote it down. It says, "What I here's a question: What am I experiencing?" in my emotional intelligence right now? Where, where's my emotions? Am I up? Am I down? Am I all over the place? What, what's got me offended? What's got me affected? Where am I agitated? What, what, what am I experiencing right now? What is this feeling on the inside? The second thing is, is I think everybody understands this, but what is my strengths and what are my weaknesses? Do a SWOT, a sweet strength, weakness, opportunity, and threat on analysis on yourself occasionally, right? How about this? How am I treating those around me? Go back and evaluate how you you talk to people, how you look at people, how you respond to people, uh, those types of things. How are you treating those that are around me? Not just those that work for me, not just family members, but everybody that's around me. Then here's the one that I really think is is vital uh, in my questioning is who am I pushing away from me? Is It's not just the treating, but am I pushing somebody else away? Am I creating a, a blockade where I can't pull them in, but I'm pushing them out of my life? And 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 why? Why would I do that? And how can I fix that? Because we are we we are built for relationship. Networking is around relationship. And if we're going to grow in every area of our life, we need people in our life, right? Uh, and, and when you ask these questions, this process will not only be a deeper understanding of yourself, well, it'll give you that deeper understanding of yourself, but as well as a better perspective of how others see you. And then you can make necessary adjustments in your life. So you have to see that it's is we look at the lens of ourself through a lens of being right all the time. Most people do this because uh, we the what we do we believe it's right. What we say we believe it's right. We justify it. We we actually establish the point that I have the right to do these, say these. I am the boss. I am the leader. I am the and we go through that. And when we don't ever evaluate our own, cultivate that self awareness, we don't ever change the perspective by which we see ourselves, which then tells us we can't even change. Listen, the authentic leadership is not afraid of change and nor are they afraid of acknowledging that they need to change. But most people that are robots are just plug and play and they, they are who they are. And it's the way just take it or leave it. Love me or hate me. It's your choice. No, that's not authentic leadership, man. Leaders, leadership is all about influence and impact with intentionality. And you can't do that if you are a plug and play individual. If you're a robot following everybody else's way of doing things. Uh, and so that's it. First one is, watch, I told you this. First one is you got to be committed to bettering yourself. The second one is, is cultivate that self-awareness. The third one is their discipline. Great leadership is disciplined. I, I've watched this in my own life. When I've not disciplined in my life in every area, spiritually, 
mentally and physically. When I'm not disciplined in my life, I can see areas in my life that are, especially my leadership that are struggling. There, there, there's holes there, there's problems, there's voids, there's agitation. But when I start disciplining my life spiritually, I'm in prayer, I'm in my word, I'm, in, I'm talking to the Lord, I'm studying for my own life. Uh, physically, when I'm exercising, eating right, those types of things. And then mentally, when I'm reading things and I'm studying and researching to grow me about a certain thing, I find myself clicking on every cylinder. It's like you had an oil change. Now you're good to go. Fresh oil, gears are running, everything. But when you are missing an area of your life, this is where you're going to struggle. Great authentic leadership is disciplined in every area of their life. And here's the thing. You can do assessments. You can go to seminars. You can go to self-help books. But if you don't do nothing after you go there, it's just simply a waste of time. Get disciplined. If you spent the money, if you took the time to go to somewhere to better your life and you don't put it to practice, it's just wasting your time. It's wasting your money. It's wasting your effort. It's wasting everything about you, right? Why? Because people aren't interested to where you go. They're interested to see how you change. They're they're, going to follow leaders that are not afraid of change. They're not afraid to put themselves into positions to cause uh, uh, pain in their life to change to become better. Your people, listen, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader of anything, your people should see your discipline uh, by the result. That's how they see the discipline in your life. There's got to be a result to what you you say you're being disciplined in. There should be a result. Uh, And here's another thing. You can't effectively correct uh, or impact people without discipline. If, if you're trying to correct somebody, let's just take it in in a diet, right? You're trying to help somebody with a diet. Anybody that is out of shape, overweight, and, and don't diet, but they always have why diets do work or the diet that does work, and they're always telling you these different things or why they don't work, you just look at them and say, bro, you should just be shutting your mouth right now. This is, to, this is how Terry thinks, right? Because I don't want to hear information from somebody that has no results, right? And, and nor can I receive correction from somebody that's not willing to put in the effort, right? That's what I think we have to understand is you can preach all you want, but if there's no evidence in your life, people are not going to follow you because that's not authentic, right? You can talk the talk, but if you're not walking the walk is what I'm trying to say, you know, because why? People are result driven rather than motivation driven. They, they don't want to just be, mo- they want to see it in action. They want to experience it. You know, I'll give you an example. One of the guys that mentor me from a distance, then we don't even know each other, is Craig Groeschel. One of the reason is, is simply because his leader of over a hundred and some thousand and multiple campuses of churches and he don't have splits. People follow him. How? That's amazing leadership to me that he can establish a thing and he's got so many people following him and he's got so many people. That to me is I'm watching the result of that, right? But I'm also watching in his own personal life the levels of discipline that he takes in other areas. It's, it's an amazing thing for me to see that. And so this is what I'm talking about. The authentic leaders, they're not just bettering themselves nor self cultivating self-awareness. They're also disciplined, man. They're putting it together. The fourth thing that I wrote down here is this, is that you're mission-driven. Authentic leaders are mission driven. They know who they are and they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing. That's what authentic leaders are. They're not distracted by everybody else, everybody else's opinion. They're not hesitant to step out by anybody else's opinion. They just know who they are. They are mission driven. I think about the children of Israel when they were going into the promised land, they'd sent out 12 spies. Remember, 10 of them had an opinion that we can't do it. See, mission dri- authentic leaders are not swayed by other people's opinion. They're mission driven. And you got Joshua and Caleb who says, the Lord told us we're going to do this. Let's do it. It's easy. That's mission driven leadership. And to me, that's the type of leader I want to be. That's authentic, not just fitting in with the crowd, right? This is what we have to realize. If you're going to be mission driven, 
You're going to have to focus on the mission and not easily distracted by what others are doing. You, you can't be distracted. McDonald's cannot be distracted by what Wendy's or Burger King is doing. They can't just compete with them. They've got to be mission driven, right? So they do certain things. For example, they come out with a McRib. Now we understand it's probably not rib meat, but they call it McRib and we all love it. So what happens is at certain times they drop the McRib because their vision is let's drop it because we generate a massive capital cash flow into our business in a short period of time. And everybody goes for that. And you see that. So it, this is what I'm talking about. You're focused on the mission, not what every other person is doing, right? Uh, another thing with Mission Driven is watch, they grow with the times, uh, just never change their foundation or their authenticity. It, it, we, we do things different in 2022, right? We're going to do things different in 2025 than we do now. But you never change the foundation and who you are. This is Mission Driven, right? And so when you're mission driven, this is what you're really doing is you're promoting the collective purpose driven engagement of all your staff members. When you're mission driven, it promotes a collective purpose to driven uh, with, for engagement of everybody around you. People are, are plugging into that. You're not all over the place. You're mission driven. And you've got to see that. And the fifth thing I want to say to you about authentic leaders is this. They inspire faith. Uh, we, we talk about you got to put your faith in hope and, and hope in something. You got to believe in. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in the vision of God. I believe in the vision of Abundant Life Church, and I believe in the vision of our mission department, JMSM, and as we move forward, our our LOL. I believe in that. That I completely believe in it. But believing is not enough. Faith is an action. It's not a feeling. Faith is something you do. It's not just something you believe or feel. It's an active action. Faith without works is dead. So you've got to put works to it. So what do I mean by authentic leaders? They inspire faith. This is what I mean. Uh, you are influencing those around you to mobilize and believe in the mission, to mobilize them, to go do something. It's going after something. What am I saying? It's inspiring people to take risks. This is what authentic leaders do. They inspire people to step out of the boat, take a leap of faith faith in the face at every turn where there's obstacles, where there's problems, where there's issues. We still believe in the mission. We still believe in the vision. Authentic leaders are not afraid to take a leap of faith in spite of everything going around them. In today's society, 2022, we've just come through some things in the world and some people are very hesitant. Authentic leaders say, hey, I understand what's going on. I'm not denying that they're there, but I believe in what we we're supposed to do. I believe in the vision and I'm going after. You've got to help your people take a leap of faith. They have to believe that you believe. They may not believe in the mission, but they believe in you because you are authentic, because you know what it to do. You go after that thing and you've got to inspire that into your people that they will jump with you. You're not jumping by yourself. Authentic leaders do that. Why? Because you're committed to bettering yourself. You cultivate self-awareness. You are disciplined. You're mission-driven and you will inspire faith. I hope this is helping you today. I really do. I want you to be the best leader you can be. Be authentic. Be genuine. Don't be a robot and don't try to emulate everybody else. Don't copy them. Follow. Find what they're doing and add that to your own arsenal. Be you. Put your own spin on it. Do your Have your own recipe. Add your own flavors to make it yours, right? Go do everything God's called you to do with the anointing of God. Hey, again, thanks for joining me. Again, if this helps you, this content helps you and adds value to you, share this with people. Send me a comment. Check out our website. We got some more things coming up. Hey, until next time, call you blessed and go do everything God has called you to do. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 
Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.